The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to The Brown Table Talk. I am D.C. Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage and a Wall Street alum, top WB CEO and LinkedIn top voice. I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DE&I champion, and most importantly, a working mother. And as you all may know, Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace. From my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman, at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips The tips that you need, not on how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations today? And if you follow already online, which is outside of the podcast, then you know that Mita and I have earned and worked hard for this platform. We thank you so much for listening and supporting and amplifying and helping us to do that. Um, But you also know that Mita is really good on tracking everything that is happening with women of color from her marketing lens, from her DNI lens. She writes for Harvard Business Review and contributes to all of the major business pubs. And so we decided that we want to lift up as many women of color as possible, including founders. And so, as I mentioned, Mita is tracking everybody who's doing what, when, where, why, and how. And so, I'm going to ask you, Mita, who do you want to shout out today? So, D, I want to shout out tea drops. Tea drops. And here's the disclaimer these aren't paid ads. I know someone's listening saying D and Mita got paid to say this. No, we did not. Tea drops doesn't even know we're talking about them until now. And like I said, D said, we just want to lift as many women of color as possible. And the founder journey is a really hard one. Now, you know, I love my caffeine, D. I grew up in an Indian household. I grew up drinking a lot of tea. And I love what Sashi, the founder of Tea Drops, is building. So Tea Drops are organic, bag-free, D. They're bag-free, whole leaf teas pressed into beautiful shapes. You drop them in hot water and stir, and it just blends. It's like the bath bomb, but for teas, the tea bomb. And I love the chai spice flavor. So when I see you, I will bring you some. It is amazing. Beautifully packaged, great gifts. And you know what? I come from the school of D.C. Marshall. D taught me this. Vote with your wallet. Vote with your wallet. That's right. Support women of color founders. Support them. Give gifts. Buy them in your home. Show up for them. I love that. I need a whole budget for all of the amazing <laughs> products that you come, that you find, that you source. You really do crowdsource the best of the best. In fact, I follow you on IG, of course, friend, uh, not just on LinkedIn. I get amazing content on LinkedIn, but I like to see the visuals. You do a lot more visuals on on IG. So thank you for that. All right. So as we move into the show, what's our topic? What are we focusing on? Are you ready, Dee? Pull up. Stop taking up too much space, so much space. Tone it down. Yes, my friend. 
We've got stories for days. We're going to share some stories. Oh, Dee, Dee's ready. We're going to unpack it and leave the tips, not just for women of color, but also for allies to do better, be better. Oh, Dee, this too much space. Okay, wait, you know my immediate thought about you know, taking up too much space and toning it down is there's this viral meme that says, why are you so extra? No, babe, I'm not extra. Why are you basic? Okay. Oh, oh! mic drop. I'm going to steal that next time. I'll credit so, you. So, so why let's, are frame you so this. let's frame this in corporate, in our, in our, you know, purpose and intent for the show and for professionals here. Yes. Everybody just think about it from the perspective of when there is the invitation or the directive or the demand to stop taking up so much space and to tone it down, that really comes from a place of, are you basic or are you extra? You're extra. No, the others are just basic. Uh, you know, me to help, help unpack this, my friend. Go ahead. Tell us a story. I can tell you a story. Dee, you might not have heard this story. Oof. I like to surprise DC Marshall on our yeah. podcast. Yeah. So several years ago, I was going in for a mid-year performance review. And one of the things Dee has taught, taught me as my coach is that I struggle with being too humble. I hustle hard, stay humble, hustle hard. It's an important quality for me. It's how I was raised. And I have to check that in the workplace because the fairy godmother is not going to show up and promote me. I've got to be my own career advocate, as Dee has taught me, have my points on the board. And this has been hard for me, but I have done this. So I go into the mid-year prepared, as DC Marshall taught me. I've got the points on the board, the goals, everything I've surpassed, everything that I'm going to exceed. I've got it already, right? Mm -hmm. So I show up. And this, as you all know, as you've gotten to know me, this takes a lot for me. I've had to unlearn a lot of things about showing up humble in the workplace. So I have it. I'm ready, D. I walk in, former manager who's a white man, and I go through everything very confidently. All the things that I have done really well, just sharing the story. You ready for his response? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not sure what you're trying to prove to whom or what you're trying to prove, but my feedback is you're showing up too confident. You're showing up too sharp. You have to watch that. You're taking up too much space in meetings. And ever since I sent you to the Makers Conference, sidebar, Makers Conference, started by Gloria Steinem, huge women's leadership conference, you're just showing up too confident. I don't know what that conference got into your head. I don't know what you're trying to prove, but you're showing up you're taking up too much space and you're too overconfident and you need to watch yourself and how you show up in meetings. O-M-G. True story. I was so devastated by that experience, D, because it took so much of me to go in and actually showcase what I did. And for that to be the response was that you're taking up too much space, you need to tone it down, you're too confident, I was like in a puddle of tears, right? At driving home, like in a puddle. I probably called you maybe on my way home. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a father talking to a kid or in even, not even when I think about it, right? But, oh my God, it is, it is, this is so unbelievable. And the fact that this kind of behavior is happening every day, 
any town USA or any, I should say, any business USA. But it is the, it's the dance, right? It's the one minute I'm too quiet and then I'm too loud. The next minute it's like, I'm not talking enough in meetings. And then it's, you're taking up too much space. You don't show up confident, you're overconfident. It's the constant struggle. And as Dee would say, the emotional tax, right? The emotional burden, the catalyst report that you cite often. This is the calculation I'm always trying to do in my Mm -hmm. head. Is it too much or is it too little? Yep. Is it not enough? When is it enough? Because it's the it's the dance you're doing of going, you know, am I just walking the tightrope, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't fall off. What's unfortunate is this is why we have the great awakening and the great resignation of that was just not a healthy place to be. It was a toxic place, emotionally draining and a threat to emotional well-being. It traumatic, traumatic even to have the feeling of being reprimanded. And again, I know we talked about this on a former episode. Here is the dilemma and the conversation women of color are playing in their head right now about going back to work, the fear of being called into an office and having one conversation or the other, right? You just gave us two ends of the spectrum. Oh, you're not enough. And then, oh, you're too much. And this is what puts companies right now at high reputational risk, at high risk in terms of relevance, value, Mm -hmm. innovation dollars. Like, you know, is this a place where that is safe for women of color to work? Is it a safe place? And then there's so much about the other side of this media that is a lack of and a fail of leadership, a fail of leadership development, the audacity to think, I'm going to be quite honest, um, any leader who does not have their own development plan right now, I would encourage you to really think about what, you know, what ways you should be focused on doing better and being better. One for you, and then second for the company and the people who are assigned to you, but being better for you. You know, there's new rules right now as it pertains to leadership and leadership development. And that is the ability to lead through a multicultural lens, a multidimensional lens. There is a new demand on leaders right now to see um, their blind spots, to see in ways in which you are acting out in exclusive ways, racist, right? Microaggression or not, right? My, sidebar, microaggression is a SAT word for racism, okay? But it's the comfort, right? Because we now know it is the, the, the cover has been pulled back. We now live in a country who is playing to um, language, labeling, and packaging things so that it's comfortable for the norm or the majority. So microaggression, just so we're clear, is an SAT word. It's racist. It's racism. Do I believe there is another angle or another outlet? I teach this in our training that we do. We do allyship training. And I do teach another angle and it's the Jahari window and it's about blind spots. So not everything is racist, but microaggressions is a racist word. It's mostly racism. Some of our friends are, it's a blind spot. It's a blind spot, but he is, he is downright sexist and racist. Okay. Let's call things by their right name. Right. That's what we do at the Brown Table Talk. We call things by their right name, not sugarcoating, not apologizing. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days. 
all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product, though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so... We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. But D, sometimes it just feels like you can't win. I am of South Asian descent. We've talked a lot about over the years, my cultural upbringing and how that has impacted my leadership style and how I show up at work. I fall into the stereotype of being passive, submissive, introverted, painfully shy, quiet, all the labels that people will put on me. And earlier in my career, as you know, I did struggle to find my voice. And as I found it, and as I spoke up, then it's like, oh, wait, she's stepping out of that stereotype. Mm -mm. I wasn't taking up enough space, but now I'm taking up too much space, right? Mm -hmm. So it can't win. And I don't understand women of color showing up confident, doing our jobs, delivering for the company, providing our expertise, which you hired us for, all of a sudden we're threatening, all of a sudden we take up too much space, all of a sudden we tone it down. It's because of the side-by-side comparison. It is, I think it's perceived in a way where majority, or let's just say that individual, um, you taking up more space in his perception and in his mind, you know, a lot, of course, don't see it. It's a blind spot, it, but it reduced him. It re- it would reduce um, and diminish his value. So it was his, his lens was a uh, comparison. In fact, this is what I think happens and where it is a huge learning opportunity for the majority population. It is in many instances, looking at people of color and women of color from the lens of it's a zero-sum game, right? That if you are somehow amplified, then it makes them less or that they are losing when, in fact, when you expand your ability to engage, support, build meaningful relationships with women of color, it increases your value. It doesn't decrease your value. You always talk about this. We talked about this a lot. I shine, you shine. I really, in this chapter of my professional life, I'm really trying to be a servant leader. If my team shines, I shine. It's a reflection on me. And so to exactly what you say to allies, leaders who are listening in, managing a multicultural workforce today, why you find the women of color on your team to be a threat, I don't understand. They are your greatest asset. 
They're your greatest asset. You let us shine, it only makes you look good. It only makes you the leader you were meant to be because that's the job of a leader, isn't it? You need to create more leaders. It is. It is. To create more leaders. So that former boss, Mita's doing well. Actually, the former boss gets credit too because I'm doing well. That's right. Because he's leading the team. And leaders elevate and evolve, like you said, when their team, when their teams do well, perform well. It says that you've made a smart decision in hiring. You've made a smart decision perhaps in developing, right? Because they get the credit. So these are all of the opportunities to win as as a leader when embracing and not reducing the more promotion. In fact, even if we think about, you know, think about it from a sports perspective, a sports analogy. I love coach Phil Jackson, you know, but Phil Jackson doesn't get a ring unless the player gets a ring. And so Phil Jackson has the most rings, right? He has Michael Jordan rings. He's got Kobe ring, you know? And so I think for leaders listening, think about it as the number of championships, the number of uh, champions that you have, nurtured and or supported, that you've promoted, that you've elevated. So I I just feel like the leaders have huge benefit in being in this conversation and just really understanding it from that perspective, if that makes sense. No, it does. I want to round out the conversation by sharing our perspectives and what it means to you as a Black woman when you hear the language of take up too much space, tone it down. I want to share from my perspective as a South Asian woman, when I hear that I'm taking up too much space, for me, and do you know this, you've known me for years, I am constantly trying to be welcoming and hospitable. I'm always concerned I'm taking up too much space. I'm always concerned I'm taking up too much airtime, even on our podcast, right? As we think about what we're going to talk about. Am I talking too much? Am I giving D enough space? It's just something... It's the way in which I was wired and how I was built. And so I am super conscious of that because I also know what it means, like you say, to be reduced and minimized in so many moments. I don't ever want that to happen to anyone. And so for me, that's always the negotiation I'm doing when I'm walking into spaces and places, particularly in my role now where I hold more power because there are power dynamics in organizations, right? I always think about that. I always actually... I was trained back in the day by a senior leader who I loved and respected that when you're actually in a room evaluating a recommendation, you let the most junior people go first and the most senior person speaks last. So you allow and give space for others to share their recommendations and for the most senior person to go last. It's just so unfortunate what we have to manage, uh, what women of color have to manage. So for the listeners and the community, um, if we haven't met I am a black woman, okay? And I show up and take up a lot of space. One, I have things to say. I'll say it that way. I'm going to be kind and gentle with myself. So (laughs) I am often managing my, I would say, talk time, just leaving room, creating space and leaving room for others. But I do know that I show up really strong presence. But I also, I've got big hair. I wear these statement frames. Beautiful hair. And Thank you. And red, red lips. So already just, I'm just showing up, you know, already bold and unapologetic. Right. And so if I was still working inside of the corporate walls, I would be managing this to be quite honest. I would. Well, you know what? No, I take that back. I think early in my career, I definitely managed. In fact, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but my first job I worked for 
super conservative financial services. I guess I could say it now. I worked for Merrill Lynch and I changed my hair to interview. I had braids in my hair and I changed my hair. So as young, I did not know that. Yes. I changed my hair, my first job. And I think that was when I was beginning to process race and culture Mm -hmm. through a business lens. And so I would have toned it down. When I worked on Wall Street, I wore these Anne Klein uh, AK2 suits, right? They were navy, they were black, and they were gray. And I wore a little Mm -hmm. shell and my nails. I had this French manicure. You know, you, you manage it. And so you manage, I manage toning down. But I had not yet developed and fully come into my own and really to own my space. I was I was managing it. So, um, but I know black women here. This is the constant story of having to tone it down. Um, you're taking up too much space. I don't know how many people hear it in that way. I think what happens is they hear it in different ways. Like you had the privilege of being called. I don't even know if that's a privilege. No, yes, you need you need folks with the hoods off. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. You need people with the hoods off, okay? I'm sorry. Oh God. I, nope, I'm not sorry. You need people. We're not with sorry. We don't apologize here. We, we don't apologize, apologize on the show. Yeah. You need, so, but what I do think happens with black women is it doesn't, we don't always get it with hoods off. We get it in other ways. Take your degree off the wall. I had a client tell me this, that she had a bachelor's. She reported to somebody who didn't. She put her degree on the wall. I see you bracing yourself. She put it on the wall and her manager told her to take it. You had to take that down off I'm of her. I'm holding onto my desk because I'm going to fall over. Yeah, Are you serious? She, like she did. Take yep. off the degree? Yeah, she had to take it off the wall because they, she didn't want other people to see it. Yeah. She was told you have to remove that. I was mortified. And that's a way of back on topic. You're taking up too much space and tone it down. Meaning what shows up for black women is we have to tone us down, not just our talk time, not just our genius, not just our values, not just our look and feel, our hair, our differences, our lens, our perspective. It's all of that, but it's going to show up very differently. We're going to be muted and muffled and in other ways, like, right, minimizing our skill set, our competencies. It's going to show up in different in different ways. So I'll, I'll just stop there because I feel like we could be, you know, we could talk long about this this topic of taking up too much space and the need to tone it down. Allies, pause episode right now and rewind to re-listen to D.C. Marshall's genius on what she just shared, because this is why we do this. We do this for women of color, community conversation, but allies who don't have access to the perspective or understand the stories. I also want to remind everyone in the BTT community that we also did an episode about going back to the office, no thanks. But this idea, D, we talk about of for myself trying to figure out, am I taking up enough space in an office setting live versus virtual, right? I feel like when I'm on screen, I can take up space and it's comfortable. But me showing up in person as little old me, 5'1", who doesn't like to wear heels, petite, how I take up space and the energy to take up space. And as you said, manage my executive presence and live up to white professional standards. Oh boy. Okay, I'm going to pull us in because that's another episode you all have to listen to. 
Yes, but before you pull us in, I think I need to add this. Some things I can let go because it's never going to be enough time for us to talk about it. But other ways I think um, Black women here tone it down. You're taking up too much space. It's going to show up and take your signature or your credentials off your email signature. Or if they have a PhD, they're not called doctor. D, I'm going to pull a thread through this. You just said it. This idea of taking up space, it's not just physical. It is virtual. It is how we look. It is credentials. It is thought leadership. It is giving and receiving credit. It is leading projects. It is all of this, like you're taking up too much space as soon as you start to shine bright, as soon as you start to shine a bit brighter. D, we're out of time. I can't believe it. This happens every single conversation. We could talk for hours, but we do want to leave everyone with the tips that we've been waiting for at the end. And so I'm going to start off with two tips for allies, and Dee's going to round it out with her last tip for women of color. So number one, we want everyone to check their bias. Have you told a white man that they take up too much space? When's the last time you had that thought or had that conversation or gave that feedback? Oh, D, back to your example. If it was a white man, would you have asked him to take his bachelor's degree off the wall? Something for us to think and reflect on. Number two, allies, give the space. Give the space so that we can take up the space to be in meetings, to present, to use our voice, to have us lead projects, to give us credit for our work. D, take us home with number three. Yep. And for women of color, keep taking up space. Own your presence, own your voice, own your ideas, and continue to press on and be the big, hairy, audacious, genius, amazing talent gift to the universe that you are. Be that person. Be that woman. You know why? Because there are too many blenders and the world needs your unique genius. D, dropping the mic as always. If you're looking for more content, follow us on LinkedIn and then please go over to diverseandengage.com. If your company, your leaders need help, please consider hiring DC Marshall. That's all for today. We love our Brown Table Talk community. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you have loved this conversation, we hope you did. Please pass it along to a woman of color in your life who needs community and conversation. And please, please pass this on to allies who are looking to do better and be better in their workplaces. That's all for now. See you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.